Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. You should do an intro for this one. Why? Um, no, that's fine. Well, because We're good. I've done the intro for the last like three with the archives, and so people will think this is another archive, and they'll they'll be salty about Who's it. Who's keeping tabs? You should just give us a nice intro, a warm, generous sipstro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Triforce. Well, it's like not even Triforce this week, though, is it? Oh yes, because P Flex isn't even here yet. So no. he's gone. He went to a poker tournament yesterday. Do you know how he did? I have no I have no idea. Maybe he'll tell us later in the podcast That's right. if he turns up. This is like it's like another like Triforce on the road, but we're not actually on the road at all. Um, and the only thing difference mm. uh, the only big difference this week is that Pierre Flax is at Heathrow Airport and might be back in time to join us, but maybe not. 51 minutes ago, he tweeted, currently stuck in a corridor at Heathrow yeah, Airport yeah. with the rest of the passengers, waiting for someone to fix a control point yeah. so we can leave. What's a control point? I think, um, you know, when you're going through the airport and you have like those desks and like the, the barricades um, to let people through yeah. sort of thing. And they're just sort of randomly placed too. They're, they don't seem strategic in any way. But I guess they got to the point where they were like, hang on, we've got a man sitting in a chair at this control point, why not have a robot do his job instead, like most things these days? So they put in these automated ones, and that probably broke down, preventing everybody in the airport from getting through that one hallway. But again, I don't know what the point of that control point is, because... (laughs) Well, Literally five steps after that will be customs, which is a huge control point. You know what I mean? Airports, to me, they seem like just weird holding bays. You could make like a game, okay, called Airport Tycoon. Real Sim, where people come in from a landing and you just sort of gate them like sheep into a little pen. Yeah. And then you slowly filter them through these various, you know, maybe maybe they're just very, very, very overly busy uh, some sort of area yeah i don't know is malta part of the european union does he need like to go through a special international area or something i don't to think get... so I, I don't know i think it's fine like uh, malta's i think it's fine i think malta's a pretty credible yeah. country island <laughs> i mean i've spent a lot of time in airports <laughs> I thought you were gonna say i've spent a lot of time in malta <laughs> i've never been to malta my, my mum went to malta she said it was nice okay she liked it yeah it's quite small, I think, but it's also quite it's cool. It's a small little island, isn't it, Malta? Yeah, I get the impression it's sort of a fortress island or something. Isn't that what it's like famous for? Yeah. And it's got a good relationship with us, I seem to remember. I think they quite like the Brits. Anyway, P-Flax will tell us all about it later in the podcast. I'm sure, I'm sure while he was there, he really soaked in the historical facts about Malta and everything. I mean, he did go there to play poker. So I'm assuming he at very least Googled it. The likelihood it. Is, is that he got off a plane put on his poker face, probably won some money, and then flew home. So well, maybe he won't tell us about it. All right. You never know. If he turns up, right? All right? If he turns up. We have this responsibility now to hold hold down the show. Remember like a couple of episodes ago, we talked about how we we're never going to change like the cast on the show, and already we're screwing it up. We're one man down. Well, we haven't done one for so long now. Because, and we're not going to do one next week either, because you're not here next week. Yeah. So I figured, like, I'm just, because tomorrow I'm off to MCM to do the, um, we just don't have time. We're so busy. And it's, Holy it's, crap, already? Jeez, that's nuts. I know, it's crazy. I mean, I'm see, I'm going to MCM with PFLAX, actually. He's coming. Oh. And I think he's bringing his daughter as well, who I think is seven. Oh, yeah. Um, which, which is a little bit young for the whole MCM. I don't think that it's a typically it's not like disneyland no um it's kind of like nerd central where comic book nerds dress up as 
uh, Iron Man and like high five each other. It's cool. I like it's, it, but it's not seven year old stuff. Really. Is it always on the same weekend every year? Like, did we go to it this time last year? Yes, I think it is a similar Jeez. sort of time. So this time last year, thereabouts, I got to meet Cat and Alfie from EastEnders. Oh, yeah, which was you like did. the highlight of Comic Con for me last year. That was really good. That was the highlight of your year. Pretty I much. Think. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm, very, I'm yeah. a very simple man. And that sent my life into a top spin. The, the, yeah. the queue to meet them as well was non existent as well. I don't think you even well, paid it. Yeah, no, you, you, that, you the, the queue was non existent because you did have to pay. To meet them. Ah. It was like 20 pounds. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, it was, it was worth it though. It was worth every penny. It was actually, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. I got my picture taken with them. It's... They were very nice. They were very hospitable for like the five seconds that I spent with them. They sort of gratefully took my 20 pounds from me. Well, actually, no, somebody, neither of them touched <laughs> the money. They had like another person who did the money. So... Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, you should do that when you're at Comic-Con. When people want to come talk to you, just charge them money. See how it goes. You know, it might be fun. A guy wanted to talk to me this morning. Actually, I was walking in and sometimes when I walk in, people clock me, right? And I don't know if they've, if they're just either weird, like homeless people or like just, just, I've got something on my face or I don't know. Like sometimes, sometimes I think someone is like asking me as a fan and then they they ask me for directions or something. I think it's about 50-50 when people stop me in the street, okay? It's like, it's actually a coin flip on whether or not they're a fan. So this guy clocked me today, and I sort of I squinted at him. I gave him, like, the, the little squint. I, I sort of gave him a little half smile. And then he was like, he just, like, pointed at me. He was like, I know you, don't I? And I was like, oh, maybe. How, how do you know me? And, then, you know, it was like, it started this awkward sort of conversation where he, he sort of slowly was trying to figure out how he knew me like was I an old school friend like there's that weird sort of thing that happens in your mind and then it clicks and he was like oh my god I used to watch all of your Minecraft videos and I was like oh thanks it's that means a lot (laughs) but now that I'm like 30 I I don't watch them so much and uh do you still do them and then he was like um (laughs) (laughs) so he wanted a picture and I was like sure and he was like, oh, let me, let me make sure my hair looks good. And I just stood there, like, looking like a fucking wreck, yeah. you know, because I just, like, had to rush out of the house to get into the office. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't going to be on camera today or anything, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother, like, just doing doing anything. So you're just sporting, like, the fro. You've got, like, your mustard-stained wife beater on. Yeah. Shorts. Yeah. Ripped jean shorts. And uh, so he takes this lovely picture of himself. And I'm like, he's, like, six foot three as well like gorgeous looking guy nice and i'm like just like, you sure it wasn't me i mean i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty gorge myself I, and i'm six three I, so. I did look a bit like do you. i yeah do i know you from somewhere uh <laughs> it's that happens I d- sorry i don't know how i got off topic on yeah, yeah um it's nice so so immediately you developed an attraction to him while you're talking to him and, and now we're going out. And now, that's now, right. That's so, the story about how I met my new husband. So two weeks in America I had uh, in LA. Yeah. It was pretty good. I've got some good sort of stuff to talk about from there, but I think I'll I'll save some of them until P-Flex gets back. Yeah, well, because you saw some Civ stuff, right? And he's going to be like... Yeah. He's going to be frothing at the mouth because he'll want to see if like his ideas made it into the game. Did any of them make it into the game? Honestly, when he told me his ideas, I instantly tuned out and didn't listen to what any of them were. No. So I'm gonna have to re. I'm gonna have to subtly ask him to remind me about what his ideas were, and then I can find out. It was something about food. He was talking about food a lot. The problem is with the Civ is that I don't know whether you noticed this. They gave like two and a half minutes of B-roll footage of gameplay. No, I mean I haven't actually seen. I was reading a thread about it, and uh, I noticed a couple of people saying that it looked. Well, very... I was going to put out a video on it. All right. But I didn't have time oh. um, because I'm so broken because of my fucking jet lag. Yeah, that, um, you've just been spending all your time talking to hunky six foot three men outside of your office. Two weeks in America really made me very used to, uh, very acclimatized to it. Anyway, there's, there's two two and a half minutes of surf footage, right? Yeah, and these guys, everyone's been covering it. Um, by just copy pasting that two minutes thirty over and over again, so it's like I, I saw a guy did um, like an hour long 
video talking about how he his experience is playing the 60 turns of Civ what was Six. the event like i mean because i went to i went to an event for overwatch okay it was like last year or maybe even longer ago um we went out to blizzard me and duncan went out to blizzard they sat us in their like little cinema thing and showed us footage of mccree at the time mccree was like the new hero that they were working on it was like chris metzen and jeff kaplan talking to just like a room full of people uh, and it and it was pretty good, you know, like Jeff Kaplan and, and Chris Metzen are like obviously like pretty passionate about Overwatch and stuff. And it, it was pretty good. But like for Civ, I mean, I just imagine guys with like fucking pocket protectors and like tape holding their glasses together. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, you see, the thing is, um, we had to put in an attrition mechanic because um, people, you know, and, and like I can just imagine a whole room of people just falling asleep and stuff because... Civ's like a cool game. It's fun to play and stuff, but I think the people that must develop it must be like super duper nerds. Well, you want them to be too, right? I guess so, yeah. You're cool, like hipster guys developing Civ because they'll fuck it up. Well, you want basically, I met the, this guy called, um, this guy called Ed Beach, okay? Right. Who is, um, he's, he's a pretty nerdy guy, but he's, he's, and he's, he's actually a pretty nerdy guy in the sense that he's actually devised a couple of board games. Right. One of them was called Here I Stand, which is quite a big one on Board Game Geek, and I, I think I think Ben and Tom have played it. I don't think I played it, but when I mentioned it to to to, to Ben, he definitely knew it. So this guy is has added a lot of elements to Civ, which I think are pretty good. And the other guy that I met was uh, Pete Hines, uh, not Pete Hines, Pete Murray, who is the guy who who was in charge, I think, of XCOM and bringing that. Up, you know, making XCOM and XCOM two. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's a fucking genius. He really is a really good. Really, I really, really have a lot of respect for him because he's done so well. Is that the same guy who used to play all the XCOM games and was like a big fan of yes. XCOM and everything? But, yeah, and then sort he of he looks really young as well. Revitalized the series. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading something about him. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a really cool guy. Actually, I really like him a lot. And he he basically just has a really good eye for like seeing what in a game needs to be taken out and changed and fixed. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't have that same eye. And he really did... I think the good example is taking UFO, the original XCOM, to the new XCOM, and then XCOM to XCOM 2. He really did well picking out what should stay and what should go. Because XCOM 2 was fantastic, by the way, wasn't it? It was. A, it is a fantastic game. Man, you know game. what's fucked up, though? This year's been really good for games. Like, uh, I mean, XCOM 2, I thought, was going to be, like, my, my game of the year this year. Even, like, it came out early in the year sort of thing. And I thought, uh, what's going to top XCOM 2 late? It's been fantastic. But, like, I played Stellaris. That's been really fucking good. Like, I really enjoy it. I think it's really well done. Overwatch is out now. I've been playing that. I wasn't, like, looking forward to it or hyped for it or anything. But I have been playing it. It's pretty good. Like, it's it's a bit better now, like, that it's not in, in beta or whatever. There's a lot of good games out right now. Like, surprisingly, I didn't think, like, that many would would come out but there's there's quite a bit out now hmm. well i mean overwatch I, I mean have you played doom yeah i played it with simon yeah while you were away oh of course you did yeah, yeah. i mean he's I've... fucking crouching around like he was playing fallout like he was like sniping oh my the aliens with his God. pistol and stuff he was too scared to <laughs> he was too too scared to man mode it you know what's kind of disappointing about doom i used to play doom one and doom two back in the day with my friend on like direct connect modem you know, like, remember that? Like, when they were DOS games? Oh, what, you had, like, a, you were talking about like, the co-op campaign? Yeah, yeah, we used to play it, and it was really fun. You could play it on, on different difficulties and stuff, and it, it was awesome. Like, it was a really fun way of playing the game. And that they don't have it in the new one. Kind of sucks. Yeah, it does kind of suck, but I think that it's it's rightly so. I think that it's it's a modern shooter. It's got a good little... I, I Do you know what? I really liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as Wolfenstein, but I liked it very nearly as much as Wolfenstein. Nice. It, I, it's pretty short, like eight to nine hours I, I finished the campaign in, and I it's not like I was, I was rushing too much. I did spend quite a lot of time looking for the secrets and stuff on each level, because there's a lot of secrets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're quite fun. Actually, they're not all that fun to find. Some of them are really fiddly to find, a bit of a ball ache, but... I did. I did actually really, really like the game. I really, really like the story. I, I think there's a lot of potential for it as well, where it's going. I, I just thought it was a, a really good game. Um, so what you finished the campaign is the, is there plans for DLC like more more single player stuff or or are they really focusing on the multiplayer? yeah? Well, the campaign is ca the campaign's pretty epic, right? And in fact, it leaves a lot more scope for further stuff than 
Wolfenstein did. Okay. I think that I I I think that it, it it's definitely leaves the door open for a big DLC like like the Wolfenstein DLC, which was okay. Which the Wolfenstein DLC was good length, um, and it had a good feel to it, but it wasn't as good as the I still haven't played original it. That's like, that's like one of your top recommendations. I still haven't. Played I mean, it. if you if you want to sit down and play, I I I consider these to be the the spiritual successors to Half Life in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, like. You know, Half Life is all about. And I really of, liked Half Life. It's too. just a really good single player, first person shooter experience with yeah. a bit of fantasy, a bit of sci fi. You know, and Doom really feels like a kind of I don't know. I know it's spiritual successor in a way. It feels it feels like it's in the same sort of vein. Yeah, I don't know. It just it's like, it's just really it's a real shot in the arm. It's a real nice. I had a real good experience playing Doom. I, I just. I, it was almost like I'd rented a, a nine-hour movie or something. You know, that's what it felt like to me, rather than buying a forty-pound game. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah. quite an expensive game. So, I mean, I think it'll be just as good at Christmas if you pick it up for you know ten or twelve quid on the Steam sale or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over Christmas. You know, and I mean, I recommend you do that. Yeah, rather than probably who, pay forty quid if you don't know, like listeners out there who, oh, right. who might not. But yeah, I mean, man, I I just had a blast playing Doom. It was. It was quite satanic, quite the really, really fast, good story, good pace, good weapons. Looks nice, doesn't it? It's like a really nice looking Felt game. Felt like. so nice yeah, to play. It, Man, does, yeah. it was so, so satisfying. There were moments in that game. Okay, so basically, I ca- my story is I came off the plane ride from hell, right? Yeah. Because I was I went to America, came back. Did a portal to hell open up in the plane? Honestly, it might as well have done. It was imagine the most horrific experience you could possibly have. I'd, I'm not a good plane Hang traveler. on, I'm, I'm thinking of the most horrific experience I've ever had. All right, hit me. So I, I'm fucking, right, so here, here's I'm the fucking, problem, okay? So there I am. I'm on the plane, I'm fucking. We, we get up on the last day to go away, to go home, right? right? And so you pack up your bags and you check out the hotel yeah. and there's loads of faff with credit cards. Oh, you know, you can't pay for stuff. Oh, you know, being declined, all this shit. Yeah. Go through a hassle trying to get your stuff paid for. Uh, there seem to be 35 adult movies on your bill. Uh, how would you like to pay for these? And you're like, oh, shit, and so it, what and am it's, I going to pay with these because for? I don't know, they haven't got breakfast or something on the last day. And then you, you put your luggage, yeah. you have to put your luggage with the concierge and hold on to the ticket. And then you have to you have to basically kill that last day kind of thing because you can't really plan a thing. Because everyone's like, oh, I don't want to miss the plane. I don't want to miss the plane. I don't want to miss the plane. Super stressed about yeah, that. Yeah, but right? then so like your plane you to, the airport, to go like, international. I know, Sips. Your plane know, leaves but awkwardly you, at like one in the afternoon and stuff like that too. But everyone's saying, oh, you know, but oh, it's no. So the plane leaves at like, the plane left at six o'clock. Oh my okay? God. So we left for the airport at like one o'clock even though yeah yeah we were you know we knew we were going to be the airport like bored out of our fucking wits for ages so we couldn't really do anything it was just a horrible day i was still feeling like pretty queasy and stuff from from other things that we'd done and um and so i wasn't feeling good i had a real bad headache i wasn't hung over or anything i just and the day it was a very nice day you know it's like a muggy la kind of cloudy day yeah. anyway got to the airport expecting long old lines and stuff but but then you know we were we couldn't so so LA is fine we we only had to queue for like half an hour or whatever once we found the place and blah blah, blah went through and then we had to like sit in the airport for like four hours now it's a noisy airport we didn't we didn't go to get to sit in the premium economy lounge or anything so we were just in basic economy oh I don't think premium economy have a lounge by the way I'm, we, I'm, I'm basically it's just me and Tom Bates and me and Tom Bates by that point have spent two weeks together with each other and we don't you know at that point it's like whenever me and you spend a long time together we don't even like each other to begin we with we can't even like and we, yeah so <laughs> we didn't really want to talk to each other anyway it got us through to like six we got on the plane and we were like crammed in premium economy and there were two crying children to the right of me and another crying children to the left of me and it was like a, a cat had been was was in a bag and it was being beaten on a 5 minutely basis yeah. cuz this baby and these kids were so unhappy and so screamy yeah. and their parents were so embarrassed about it um and it was it was it was utterly awful it was my imagine hell yeah. so the, the flight is like nine hours. It gets, it just drags on. The noise is so noisy. You're so cramped in economy. Uh-huh. Um, you're like a, a battery hen being fed these like little weird biscuits and stuff. Yeah. Um, which I'm not really feeling because I've got like a headache anyway and I'm quite queasy anyway. And this baby's just like screaming over and over. And 
oh my god and we're, we're sort of sitting fairly near the toilet so you sort of get this occasional waft oh, of like oh yeah like the pucks that they put into the toilet oh so it was just it went on and on and on and I, I had I had sort of I'd run out of stuff to sort of um, and what happened you know as soon as I sat down in my seat the guy in the, in the seat in front of me put his chair back all the immediately, way yeah. right like he didn't even like wait for the plane to take I off know. before he yeah. put his seat back you know so it was one of those guys where that seat was back the whole time because the, the seats in economy are pretty tight man tell me about close it together. so when, when his seat's back if you don't have your seat back as well that screen is like super close to your face and yeah the tv was slightly broken anyway it was just everything was wrong with that flight you know yeah there was this moment that where it all it all happened where i was like i i felt like the worst i put like the blindfold on and I, I think there had been this lull in the babies for like a tiny moment. And and I had literally just like had like maybe like a 30 seconds or a minute of, of like peace. Yeah. Okay. Where suddenly I was dozing off to sleep and I thought, oh, this is great. And then the baby right next to me just hit, hit like a massive crescendo of <laughs> just noise. And it was so, so frustrating. I actually took my blindfold off and I threw it at the baby. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I actually did this on the plane. Okay. And Bates just turned to me and looked at me and was like, what the fuck are you doing? But, but and obviously the people who, um, the parents didn't know it was me because a blindfold just came out of nowhere and hit the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, I didn't, I just like, just, I, I, but I was immediately, I immediately regretted what I'd done, but it was one of these moments where it just boiled over and I know it wasn't their fault and it's not the baby's fault. Yeah. And that baby's probably having just as much problem as yeah, I Yeah, you am. probably traumatized that but baby sometimes, for life. But sometimes you just have to throw a blindfold. I frisbeed it and I didn't intend. Yeah. I didn't intend to hit the baby, but I frisbeed it across the plane. And it was like, um, I mean, honestly, Sips, if I'd like spoken to all the passengers in private and we'd come up with like a pact, we, we would have we would have agreed to like throw that family out of the plane. And then no one would have said, oh, well, well, we don't know. We would have agreed to keep it all a secret. And we would have all been fine with that. At that point in the plane, everyone in the economy was done. We, it could have been this one of these like films, you know, about a group of people who yeah, yeah. band together to murder someone equally, and every one of them does one stab. Uh, you know? Honestly, that's because it that's was, pretty standard for Parenthood, but just actual crazy people go through with it. Well, that's the thing. Like when the plane landed, um, and the sort of crying stopped and subsided. Yeah, it was almost like everyone in economy had bonded over some shared traumatic experience, and they were like yeah. patting each other on the back, like "Oh, we made it, guys! Holy shit!" And like yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, you know that baby? Oh, wow, that baby!" They're like making jokes about it, like, "Oh, that baby's gonna be the next X Factor winner," you know? Oh, those lungs, you know, all these like little jokes and stuff. And I, I was like. I I I I genuinely because I'm an atheist. Okay? okay, you might know this about me. I'm a scientist. Okay. I don't believe in heaven and hell. Right. Okay, I I always used to make jokes like saying, "Oh, you know, hell, oh, it can't be that bad." You know, yeah, I'm looking forward to going there. But if hell is sitting on that airplane, yeah, right, with that baby for another nine hours, I I'm totally gonna believe in God. Honestly, so I played Doom when I got back. And where you're going to hell. And I thought, this place is fucking gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> this, yeah. this Compared to what I've been through, playing Doom is like a fucking walk in the I park. I think what Doom needs to do is add screaming babies to make the, the experience that much more intense. Because it does bring out something in you, doesn't it? Like the, the sound of a screaming, well, crying baby. Weirdly, my fucking... I, I was, when I was playing Doom, I actually thought, this is my idea of heaven. Like going to hell and fucking killing zombies and killing killing fucking giant monsters and blowing them up with a shotgun. This is actually this is actually the opposite of what it should be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm I'm kind of just I, I need to calm down after that. But I oh. mean, you say that you don't believe in heaven and hell, but what if you find yourself? Um, you know, what if what if your idea of how everything is and your idea of reality and stuff turns out to be wrong? Okay. Say let's say you die tomorrow for argument's sake. Okay. You get hit by a bus and you die. Yeah. You know, those split second before- I'm on before, my deathbed. Yeah. No, you're not even. You, you you instantly die. You have that split second before the bus hits you where you're like, oh shit, this is it. I'm going to die. What's going to happen next? And then you're dead. Okay. Thank God I'm wearing clean pants. Thank God. Even That's though, you know, there will be an evacuation, your bowels will definitely evacuate because like your body goes into like some sort of like- trauma what time have i been hit by this bus because i my body clock is very I'd regular say you're like on your way for lunch right so it's like one o'clock okay you're hit by bus 
And you're dead. It's, it's post my mid-morning poop. So I've had my mid-morning yeah. poop. So I'm unlikely to poop myself again. Yeah. I'm just there could be, there, there could be Klingons in there that like you, you were unaware of. And when they do the autopsy, they're like, this man was not very thorough when wiping his backside, <laughs> it turns out. But otherwise, uh, we've got massive head trauma here due to the bus hitting him. <laughs> but boy, does he ever have a filthy asshole. That's It's got to be said. Put that in the record. Bill, this man did not wipe his ass properly. Um, okay, so you're dead. Okay, and you know, like yeah. it, when when you're thinking about dying, right? You're like, I wonder what it's gonna be like when I die. You're like, is it gonna be like when you're sitting there and you're you're playing an iOS game in a chair and you're tired and you just you know you like you sort of nod off, you fall asleep, but you don't realize you've done it, and then you sort of spring back up. And you're like, oh shit, I must have fallen asleep. I, I think that that's what it's like to die sort of thing, especially if you're like in a hospital bed and you die of like old age or whatever, or, you know, whatever causes you to die when you're when you're old as hell and you just die. Yeah. It's like falling asleep, right? But then what if instantly you like wake up again? You're like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. But like you're trapped in like a really small ventilation shaft and you can't really move. And like you're just like, oh, shit. You know, like you're claustrophobic as hell and you're, you're trapped there. And at that moment, do you think you'd think to yourself, fuck, if only I'd believed in heaven and hell, because clearly now I am in hell for whatever reason. Like, do you ever think about that? You think like, ah, maybe I need to like make amends with God and stuff just in case I wake up after I've died and I'm stuck in a ventilation shaft or whatever is like the worst possible scenario for you, like your own personal fresh hell. Do you ever think of that? I think that that's, extre- that's, that's an extremely... Um do you know what I do think about it, okay, Sips? And I think it's extremely Western and also ignorant way to think about it, okay? I mean, you say all this, but the fact is you wake up after you've died and you're stuck in a snow avalanche for the rest of eternity, no way out. I mean, that's fucked up, man. I don't. I would like to avoid that somehow. Well, honestly, so. I don't think that's too bad. I'm sure it would get worse. Look, I, I guess... It's hell, thing, it doesn't right? get better. It gets worse. Well, I guess what I mean is that everyone else is this is a famous quote by someone smarter than me but everyone else is an atheist towards everyone else's religions anyway right so christians are just a massive atheist they're atheists towards thor and um you know sun god belief and paganism and yeah yeah, yeah. and hinduism and sikhism and all that so you don't believe in their ideas of heaven and hell you know the majority of the people on the earth don't believe in your kind of idea of what it is. So I don't think there's any afterlife. I think that, you know, you get one life and you should live it. It, it makes the, the idea of this life more important if you understand that it is the only one, you know. You're yeah, like, but do you think that like after what I said before about, you know, worrying about what's going to happen in the afterlife, do you think that that's like a big motivator for people to become religious in the first place in this life? I don't know. Like this is a good old, this is a good old topic, which is always going to be argued about. I think that if you're, I think that, oh, I don't know. Religion, is it the opiate of the masses, Sips? I don't know. It's, it's difficult to know. I think, I, think I, I think in my case, I think I could be scared into being religious, though. Like, if somebody had concrete proof that, you know, if I, if I don't, like, do my prayers and do some Hail Marys or, or whatever it is you need to do, uh, and I could end up waking up, like, in some sort of, you know, bunker with somebody I didn't like, for the rest of eternity or, you know, stuck in a ventilation shaft or stuck in an avalanche or just like really cramped into like a tight spot, you know, buried alive uh, in a coffin. I would be like, I'd be scared into it. I'd be like, whoa, shit. Yeah. Tell me what I need to do so that I can I, avoid all that I, stuff. Well, no, but you're, you, so the only reason you're going to be a good man is to be because you're scared into it by religion telling you that you're going to go to space prison yeah is, is, is that a whoa yeah god i mean actually i don't know i but that wouldn't be so bad waking up and floating through space like in a in a capsule i'd be okay with that i, think. I mean it's it's kind of the, the you've got to understand that people 100 years ago couldn't even imagine uh the idea of, of space of prison the internet or, or computers <laughs> right, yeah. or, or or a lot of things or, or walking on the moon necessarily um no, yeah. maybe they could imagine walking on the moon but but, you know, a thousand years ago or 2000 years ago, when these religions were founded, you know, certainly they didn't have a real, they didn't even really know what the sun was. They didn't really know very much at all, you know, about the heavens and the earth and, and, and the nature of the planet that we live on and the reality. Uh, it, it, and, and therefore, people's current knowledge 
forms the boundaries of their imagination. Yeah. By which I mean they can only imagine certain so much. You know, we we have we having a great deal of knowledge now about the nature of the universe lets us postulate what possible scenarios there could be that heaven or hell might exist. And it was a lot more, I think, plausible when we didn't understand the the things we now understand. I think that get yourself educated. A lot of our audience will be religious and Christian and because, because a lot of Americans are and a lot of British people are and a lot of people are. It's just a thing. And it usually is a thing. Do you think they are though because they're scared though? Because uh, again, like... No, I, I think they're, they are because they their parents were. <laughs> On the flip side though, imagine you died and you went to heaven and you thought that heaven was going to be like, holy shit, incredible. And you got there and it was like, just kind of okay. Like... Not that many naked chicks here. Like I thought there'd be way more. I've talked about this a bit before, but like heaven, what? I mean, your idea of heaven might not align with other people's idea of heaven, right? Yeah. So even even like in a family, you know, my idea of heaven might be, you know, having my my grandparents alive. Uh, but it'd you know, have but to be it'd have to be alternate realities to suit each person, right? Like each person would have to have their own ideal sort of thing right like as a reward for living a good life like that's how heaven should work let me let me just give you this paradox right so you know i, I said this at hurts but imagine i went to heaven and i wanted to you know my idea of heaven would be you know hanging out with my whole family my parents my grandparents you know everyone all there okay but yeah my granddad everything is made of mayonnaise my granddad yeah. doesn't want to be like an old man he wants to be you know, 21 year old man. i know but in his heaven he would be a 21 year old hunk but in your heaven, I know. he would still be your old ass granddad who's kind of stunk, but you love him anyway. <laughs> anyway, and I know people can, can counter that by saying, well, you can't question heaven like this. You know, who knows what heaven's yeah. like? You know, it's, heaven is too complicated. Yeah. It's beyond your imagination. I and don't maybe think it's it like a big sort of communal, like, you know, it's made of clouds and there's gates and stuff like that. Like, I don't think it's like that, unless it is. And then you might get there and you might be like, this is some bullshit. Like, I don't want to fucking wear a toga. Uh, you know, I don't want to go to meetings about beards or whatever they do up here. Like, I want to do crank with like bitches. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> you just want to do lines of of bitches' ass. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I know you right do. Out of their I asses. know you do. Yeah, that's my idea, heaven. Yeah, I'm not sure that's heaven though. I think that's kind of maybe that is heaven. Are you allowed to be lusty as hell in heaven? So like, you know, because they sort of preach to you <laughs> in, in this life, like, you know, don't cheat on your wife, don't do this and stuff. But then when you get to heaven, you're like, well. Actually, all I've ever wanted to do is snort coke out of a prostitute's ass crack. And like, I know that that's cheating on my wife, but now that I'm here and this heaven, I've been a good, can I've I do this stuff? Good, I've been good my whole yeah. life. Can I now do can I these do this, sinful things? These things. I want to have. I want to have sex with an anime doll uh, now. You point me to the Bible first that says it's not okay to have sex with an anime doll or to snort cocaine out of a hooker's well, asshole. You point again, me to that I mean, verse. the Bible was written a long time ago, so I think they tried to write it in such a way where it was like a catch-all, you know? So it's like, <laughs> you know, they tried to be really, really generic in, in, in the teachings. So that's why some of those commandments, like... Maybe that's cover thy neighbor's ass. Don't don't stick your dick in any hole except for your wife's. I don't know. Like I don't know exactly front what the wording hole. is, but yeah. yeah. Make sure it's always in your wife's front hole and nowhere else <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And that that's a pretty good catch-all because that it immediately eliminates. Like if you're glory holing, I th- forget I think, it. You're going to hell. I think that was in uh, in Luke actually, verse five fourteen. <laughs> yeah, thou shalt verse, not, verse uh, insert thy dang verse sixty nine colon four twenty. <laughs> 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 Thou shalt not snort coke off Hitler's boner. Sips for twenty sixty nine. Yeah, that's right. That was, oh my god, Hitler's boner. So, um, oh god. So, the, honestly, I, I genuinely had a real bad journey coming back, and um, sounds like it. It yeah. was. It was awful. Honestly, it sounds pretty bad, but at the same time, I mean, I'm not. <sighs> I, you you went home, right? You went home, and you let me guess, you had like a full fucking night's sleep. You're kind of jet lagged, but like still, there was nothing really pressing. No, nobody's like asking you anything or getting you to do anything. Like you probably just like you woke up in the middle of the night, you're like I'm a bit jet lagged, and you you looked at, over at your wardrobe and you saw your collection of 
the turtleneck sweaters hanging no. up. And you're like, oh, you well, know? can't sleep. Maybe I'll just watch uh, something on Netflix for a bit or whatever. So I don't, basically what I'm saying is I don't feel bad for you. I got two kids, okay? Fucking man I up. got off the plane. Stop complaining. All right. Shut up, Sips. Got off the plane. Uh, it was like 11 in the morning, UK time. Okay, so I've been up since seven or whatever. Yeah. You know, in America. So it's been at least, I've been up for about, like 24 hours yeah. by now. Maybe not 24 hours, but quite a long time. Uh-huh. We've put the clocks forward. It's 11 a.m. It's pouring with rain in the UK. It's a shitty day. Uh-huh. I get like, it's like two hours to get my bag or some bullshit because it just takes ages. We get out, we've got a taxi, uh, wait about half an hour for that, and then get in. And, and the taxi driver literally talks to me for like the two hour drive about the Brexit. Um, in my ear, just like yammering away. Like I, I obviously made some polite conversation, and then he gave me the old taxi driver opinion on the Brexit. Yeah. Um, and basically, I'm now fully brainwashed and fully converted yeah. towards the Brexit. I'm like, yeah, that's. Did leave. he have sex with you a couple of times in different ways, and sort of say there's there's like cameras here that we use to like monitor people in the cabs and stuff? Because that's probably on the internet. He right mind now. fucked me. Yeah. is what he did on the Brexit. Then I got out of the car at my flat. I'm going to ignore your (laughs) suggestion that (laughs) it wasn't just me in the taxi. There were other people there. What, Tom Bates too? Yeah, yeah. He was getting fucked as well. That sounds messy. He was just as, he was just as in bad shape as I was. Nice. Um, And then I I got home, but it's always, there's some stupid like fucking works going on outside my flat all the time. Hey, on the topic of that, sorry to interrupt you. What? Outside of my dad garage right now, uh, like part of the road collapsed in, like there's a big hole in the road and there's literally like 20 dudes out there like paving it and fucking hammering it and doing shit. Like, can you hear any of this going on in the background? No. This is loud as fuck. Holy it sounds crap. good though. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, Maybe people will be able to hear it in the My podcast. son loves it. Like every day on the way home from school, we just have to stand there for like three hours watching these guys. Like, what are they doing now? They're Still staring at the fucking hole. Like, they're, they're not doing anything. <laughs> and he's just, like, so interested in, like, the construction work and stuff. Or, well, the fucking total lack of. I mean, I don't I don't understand how long it takes to fill up a hole. But maybe I'm just one of those typical guys, you know, who's just like, yo, just give me a hammer. I can do it. Pay me six wages for that. I could do it in five minutes. I'm extremely <laughs> suspicious of people who work on these things, right? Yeah. Because these these people, this, it's been going on outside my flat for about six months now. And what they do is they they start at eight o'clock in the morning. They turn all their engines on and they actually sometimes it's like 7.30. So that's pretty early, right? Yeah. Since I don't normally get up till like 7.30. And so I've woken up by... Like beep 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 and like like fucking like a generator's going. It's right outside, literally right outside my fucking yeah. window. It's I'm in the worst possible place for it. And they drive this fucking thing back and forth, and they're supposed to be like cleaning the roof, but they sort of don't. They just drive around. They talk shit to each other. They like fuck around. They waste the time. And then they stop about eleven and have like a four hour lunch break. Nice. And then they start again and do the same old shit from two till five. So I got home about two. And just in time for their fucking afternoon fuck around <laughs> session. And it wasn't only that. There was someone on the river near me doing some sort of riveting. And it sounded like a gunshot going off every fucking, like, so I'm there, like, I've been awake for probably like 26, 27 hours. Oh, I'm like, man. I really want to try and go to sleep. And all I can hear is these assholes outside. So it was just the worst. And then eventually I finally fucking got to sleep about five p.m. in the afternoon and then woke up at like 11 p.m. and couldn't sleep so that was up all night playing doom Jesus you you are a young Victor Mildrew (laughs) (laughs) Victor Mildrew (laughs) fucking well said Sips well said oh man holy shit oh it was just it was just a terrible experience but do you know what I was like do you know what I thought this morning? Because this, like, because I don't have any food in my flat at all. I didn't have any. I don't have any. I, I sat there in my flat and I thought, do you know what? I'm glad this, there's a, there's a cockroach in my flat to share this experience with me, right? Because I, because th- there's no food in that flat for this in my flat for this cockroach to eat or me, right? Oh, so we shit, share. Yeah, your cockroach. I forgot about that. It's probably gonna starve to death. You're like Wally as well in a way. Remember Wally had like a but little. I feel pet sad now. Cockroach? I feel like I should. It's like. It's like my only companion yeah. in my flat. Yeah. Do you have a whole bunch of junk that you've collected? Like, oh, fuck me. Sort of stored and put 
arranged it into like organizational areas. Like brushed it into piles. Just have like a ton of light bulbs in one bin and then like just a bunch of computer chips in another one. I have, I have not, my flat is like sparsely, it's like, it's like, it's like, like Breaking Bad, you know, Jesse's apartment where he's just got a mattress yeah. on the floor. It's like that. It's weird, isn't it? Because like when you move to a place, like when I moved into my garage, I was like, oh man, it's going to be like really nice. Going to have this, that and the other. And in the end, I, I, totally did it half-assed it's not finished and i just sit here uh, in and amongst like piles of junk that i haven't unpacked and stuff and it can't be good for your your mental health right like being like that like are you like that with your apartment too just got like a mattress on the floor you don't even use sheets anymore like you can't be bothered fucking nothing's unpacked just boxes everywhere all your turtlenecks are in one box you just like easily get them out of there (laughs) And stuff. Uh, you don't have anything? Oh, yeah. Wasn't your place, like, already furnished and it had utensils and stuff, too? Yeah, yeah. Because didn't you tell me that you moved in and there was, like, a weird wooden spoon or something? But it was, like, spaghetti sauce, like, ingrained into it or something? Yeah, it's like, it's like someone's really loved that wooden spoon. And I thought, you know, I've used this wooden spoon for, like, a year. I'm sure the person who moves in after me is going to really love this, too. It's like quite the opposite. Did your mom ever have a wooden spoon with like where she drew like an angry face on it and threatened you with it? Oh my god. What a strange thing to say. It is related to wooden I, spoons. I so think it's... I do remember something like that happening. Yeah. I think I I think I do remember that. Is have we got the same mother? Maybe. I think it was like a kind of a common thing in the eighties. Like, do you do that to your no, kids? No, you can't do that nowadays. Jesus Christ! Why not? Because like it's not the same as it was in the eighties. In the eighties, like I think you could just about get away with like kind of like spanking your kids and slapping them around a bit and stuff. But society's moved on so much since then. I think if your kid goes to school and he's like, "Hey, my dad hit me" or something, you know, they're like whoa, the cops whoa, whoa, will come whoa. to your house like in 20 minutes we didn't, and stuff. We didn't say that. Like we, you just said draw an angry face on a wooden spoon. Yeah, but like with the intent of hitting you with it, at least threatening you with it, right? Really? I didn't didn't read between the lines on that at all. Well, I, I'm pretty sure we had that spoon because it was like, oh, angry spoon man's going to come and get you. So you better like listen to what I'm saying. Like, oh, shit, I, I don't want to be hit with that. So Is it like the naughty step equivalent? Kind of, yeah. Like, you know, it's, you get spanked with a spoon with a frowny face drawn on it in sharp. I don't think I ever got spanked with it, but... You never know. Did you I ever mean, get spanked at all? Did you ever get hit with a slipper? No, I don't or think a belt? I did actually. I got threatened to you a couple of times, I'm sure, but um, I don't ever remember actually being like spanked or anything. Did you? I never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got spanked quite a lot, but I never nice. like actually got like. I never got the long <laughs> By who? spanking session. Who spanked you? Well, come on, my dad. What? So he's gonna like bend you over his knee and spank you? Like, like how long does it take to spank someone? Like two seconds? Like what? <laughs> Well, no, he never like. <laughs> well, it wasn't like one of those. you over his knee and spank you? No, he never bent, bent me over his knee, but he did. He did spank me occasionally with like a back of a slip or like just if I'd Such be naughty. Such a fucking weird thing, isn't it? Like, what's the point of that? What what is what does it do though? Like, what, what's the point of it? It taught me to be a, a disciplined young. <laughs> it taught me that my dad was an asshole. Basically, just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it like every day. I didn't get like speeding around with a belt like some Hollywood trope. No. It was more like just, you know, I had obviously done something really fucking stupid like a kid does. Like a, like it's just some twatty thing that yeah. I probably deserved it. <laughs> and he, he just was like, don't, you, don't do that. And then he slapped me with a slipper or something. Yeah, it wasn't, it was never like bad, but no. it hurt. You know, yeah, it was yeah. a little bit, of, little bit of punishment. Yeah. But back in the day, he would get, you know, proper caned and stuff in school across the knuckles. And yeah. Things, you know? So he was a real, he was a real kind of old, old that's school. pretty old school yeah they're not allowed to do that anymore like most of them would actually have to do time in jail no and of course if you go to jail for doing something like that uh like pretty much i mean if you get into jail and you've done that like the Aryan nation aren't going to let you into their gang so you're fucked basically like you because you need to ally yourself straight away in jail with like a gang or whatever yeah otherwise your life is just gonna be a living hell even worse than flying on a plane with babies on which it which sort of faction would you align yourself with well it's very sort of racial in jail isn't it so oh, like i see you haven't got much choice yeah depending on the color of your skin but I, um further to that i think that a lot of the gangs are like 
you know, we're not going to let a like pedophile into our gang and we're not going to let somebody who like Kane's children at school in our gang or slaps them with like a meter stick or, or anything like that. So you have to be... Or a wooden spoon. I mean, much like worrying about heaven and hell in the afterlife, I mean, what you do on a day-to-day basis, you need to worry about because if one day you go to prison, that shit's going to catch up with you, right? Why do you... I mean, I, I think that a lot of people do go to prison for like the wrong... like not Even though they haven't done anything. So, you know, it's not a 0% chance that you're you might end up in prison one day. In fact, no. it's more likely you end up in prison one day than you end up in hell or heaven, I think. Maybe. Yeah, how do you like <laughs> well, that? So why are we worried about heaven and hell? Well, well worry about prison. Yeah, it's true. You know, you're always just like one paycheck away from going to prison, right? You default on your mortgage. What does that mean? You know, um, I don't know. It's like two two catchphrases combined into one, I think. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. It's it's always a slippery slope until prison. It's a, the, the road to prison is a long slippery mudslide <laughs> with no cushioning at the bottom it's to catch paved you. Paved with uh, Hitler's boner. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, the road to prison. Fuck me. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, so um, games. Jesus can, can we talk about video games now? Yeah, sure. Well, we sure. talked about them before, I guess, but it's like it's very likely that Pyrian is not going to make it to this podcast. So uh, at this point, it's looking it's pretty grim. I mean, that control point's probably still not sorted out. If like the guys outside my house fixing a hole or anything to go by, there's probably five dudes wearing bright neon jackets standing in a hallway in Heathrow, staring at a control checkpoint, hoping it fixes itself. Yeah, and they've probably been doing that for like three hours. So. Yeah. And just talking about Brexit. Talking about Brexit and whatever. So, games, I played a lot of FTL when I couldn't sleep on my iPad. Shit. Which is an old school game. Uh I played the Enhanced Edition on iPad. I I mean, I played a lot of it on PC like three or four years ago. And I saw Duncan was playing on his iPad recently, so I downloaded it. And, um, man, I've really enjoyed playing it again, actually. So, But I'm kind of done. I did, like, a couple of playthroughs. Yeah. It's one of those games. Like, you play it a few times and I you're done. I unlocked a few ships and I'm done. Yeah. I'm so, yeah, that's, I've moved on from that. What have you done? Give me a game. Um, well, I, I finished playing Stranded Deep, which I was playing for a bit. It was pretty fun. Um, it's like one of these, like, survival games. And then in between that, I was waiting for Overwatch to come out because the open beta ended. I played it a bit in open beta, and even though I wasn't really like looking forward to it coming out or, or, or anything, I wasn't like overly hyped for it or anything. Open beta was a bit different for me because I think the player pool was just bigger. So it was just, the games were just a bit more enjoyable because I was playing mostly against people at my skill level and not just a bunch of fucking TF2 streamers who are, you know, exceptionally good at headshotting you in all sorts of weird and wacky ways and, and shit like that. You know, the kind of shit that makes you rage quit a game. So I kind of enjoyed the tail end of the Overwatch open beta and I was looking forward to it releasing because I thought I'll play it a bit, you know, because it's a new Blizzard game or whatever. So in between, I played a bit of Prison Architect to pass the time, played a bit of Stellaris to pass the time. I played fucking War Thunder. Have you heard, did I tell you about War Thunder? Oh my God. Yeah, I've seen it like on Steam Yeah, yeah. It's like a free to play like tank and plane simulator game, Uh, but it's... You can play it, there's like an arcade mode, which is like very fun and fast and stuff. And you get like lots of extra lives. And then there's like a realistic mode. And then there's another mode beyond realistic mode. So realistic mode, like when you run out of ammo in your plane, you actually have to turn around and go and land and like restock and stuff. Like, so the battles are a little bit longer. And then there's like this ultra realistic mode where it's like even worse than that. Um, it's fun though. Like it's it's nice looking for a free Is game. Is it all multiplayer battles? Yeah, Is yeah. That- it's all multiplayer. It's, all, it's like online. Yeah. You can like make a squadron and you know, do these tank battles or, or plane battles. And now they have like combined arms. So like occasionally when you're in a tank battle, you can hop into a plane, just like shoot some stuff or whatever. It's kind of cool. It's all right. For a free game, it's okay. It's like tremendously grindy. They got like all the all the usual shit in a free game, premium currency that you can buy and speed things up. It's free to play, but it's not pay to win from what I can tell. Like there's nothing that really gives you an edge that you can pay for. Most of the stuff that you'd pay for is just to speed up 
you researching or unlocking different planes, but I don't think anything is so overpowered against anything else that it matters kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun for like yeah. a day or two. And then Overwatch came out. I've just been playing that. Overwatch is uh, is out and good. I saw uh, Battleborn or whatever that released um, that's not really done very well. It's a pretty, it's a pretty similar game. They reduced it to the same price, didn't they, on the Overwatch release day, 40, 40 bucks. Yeah, I think they tried to get it out just before Overwatch to sort of see if they could convert people over but uh, blizzard is just too much of a beast aren't they they're just too big i'm gonna have to have a look at it uh, i did pl- i did play a b- bunch of total War warhammer i think that it suffers towards the end of the um the, the the campaign end game you know much like stellaris does where it kind of doesn't really have a very the, the victory conditions are not very good right no but a stellaris is one of those it, it's a because it's Paradox and it's, you know, there'll be DLC that comes out that'll just make the game. It's In true. three years, Stellaris will be fucking fantastic. Stellaris yeah. is going to be fixed a lot. And I think I think Total Warhammer will get its updates too. But I think that it needs, both games need more victory conditions because both of them, the great thing about Civ Five is that you, you sometimes end the game in a good place, right? Where you can click just one more turn, but no one does, right? So you can keep playing Civ Five after you've hit a victory condition if you want to just one more turn thing, but it kind of leaves you wanting more. It ends you in a good place, right? Where I think Stellaris and Total War have a big amount of mopping up to do, like to finish them off. And a lot of the times I don't want to do that. Like for me, in my head, it gets to a point where I think, okay, this is now just a tight, this is now just a grind and I don't want to grind, so I'm not going to bother finishing this game. And I kind of end up with a little bit of a feeling of dissatisfaction sometimes when I finish those games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm not as keen on that as I used to be. Me and Duncan are playing Factorio on stream again. We're, we're using the mods. Oh, the, the ones you told me about. Yeah, yeah. Man, we died in like an hour because we... The, the 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 aliens are a lot harder. They invade a lot harder, and we we just got overrun. Shit. So we started again, and we're a lot more protective. So when me and you played Factorio, we barely had any problems with the aliens at all, did we? No, because we were playing on like um, they attack you if you attack them, sort of thing. Like we didn't have it on. They were like passive or whatever. So oh right, I didn't well realize. the whole alien thing is garbage anyway. Like fucking, it is pretty garbage. Like you just want to make a factory. You don't want to be worrying about. It's kind of like in Minecraft. Like you just want to build stuff. You don't really want to worry about a creeper coming up and just wrecking your shit every five seconds. Like it's not really the point of it, sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's cool that there's creepers and stuff in dungeons or whatever, but you know, if you're going down there, to it do adds that, a different spin on things. It does. And yeah. when you've got when you're playing multiplayer, it allows you to kind of have something else to do though as well, yeah. which is nice because it means that someone can spend time defending or, or attacking bugs. Like you were mostly attacking bugs when we played anyway. Near the end, yeah, it was, um, yeah. But it's just because we needed to free up some space, I guess. We needed to collect all the um, little artifacts and stuff. Oh, too. yeah, and we needed their jizz to, to uh, make new stuff. Man, I enjoyed Factorio a lot. I think it was a really satisfying game. Yeah, it was a fun, it's a fun game. Well, that's, that's all I've been playing really though. But Doom, oh, it's great. Yeah, really I'm going to play that. I, I, I enjoyed playing it with Simon. Like I played it, we did the Steam streaming thing, so I, I, I could like hot seat with him while he was playing it. Uh, and even just playing it, it was like kind of pixelated, a bit laggy for me to play. But it was it was cool, man. Like I, I liked it. It's really satisfying doing those finishing moves on the aliens, like ripping their heads off and stuff. It was pretty cool. <laughs> God, there is a, uh, a game that came out on Steam. It's on the top sellers called YouTuber's Life. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to get oh, it? Oh, it looks fucking garbage. Yeah, you're going to play think the Duncan, shit out I of heard that. Duncan and Kim were playing it the other day, so there might be some videos out oh, yeah. uh, with them. What about Seduce Me 2, The Demon War? That's out on Steam now as well. Man, we just like troll these these terrible games. Age of Steam, Cavemen, which uses all of the same sort of like art as clash of clans oh, which is a new thing now isn't it mobile gaming has basically just become how do we make our game look like clash of clans to dupe people into buying our game that's right thinking that they're getting clash of clans yeah well what you do is you make a game called civ 6 that looks a lot like <laughs> clash oh, of clans. controversial <laughs> it does doesn't it that's the oh, uh, man. That's well it's kind of like the way that that things are going, I guess. You told me about this um, open TTD called Simutrans yeah, on Steam, which looks like... Scus- you thought it was something to do with transgendered people, but it's n- actually nothing to do I, with Well, them. I've been looking at YouTube YouTubers' life, so I assumed that it was a gender-changing 
simulator or something like that. Right. I don't know. I, I didn't know what it was when you told me. But Simutrans is tra- transportation sim, of course, where you make a train that's transporting like prosthetic dinguses Dangers, and yeah. balls and balls and to, other, um, to people. Some some vagines. Some vajayjays. That's right. And just, you know, loading up on those, transporting them where they need to go, and just generally helping people out. Uh, great. Well, <laughs> Airport Madness 3D wow. is also out, which uh, <laughs> I think by the looks of it, this looks like, you know that game that you had on your iPad where it was like you had to direct the planes in and show them which route to take to land on the runway? Yeah. It was like one of the first like iOS games and everybody thought that like iPhones and iPads were amazing because of this game where you could like be an air traffic controller. Well, this game looks like it's that, but it's like in 3D. So you sit in the tower and you have to tell like um, Roger Pedactor 3219-2A to hold the flight pattern while some other dangus lands and stuff like that yeah that'd be that could be fun i mean I'm not saying it's gonna it's gonna blow my mind or anything but you know a couple it's hours it's not gonna change the world is it it's not gonna change the world so right i think we've reached the point in the podcast where we've kind of run out of stuff to say have we yeah I've run we out of stuff didn't even say, do questions so or anything. I mean, to be fair, though, oh. we didn't realize that we were going to be doing this. We sort of just like off the cuff said, wouldn't it be funny if we started doing it? And then Pyrian just turned up and he hasn't turned up. Yeah. Because he's obviously like waylaid or whatever. So now. But that's cool because we can check with him next time about the poker. So now we've done one. We've done the whole thing without yeah. him. It's a relief. He might be pissed off about it he might be but we'll find out give me give me let's do the questions and then we'll, we'll i don't have out. any i didn't ask any do you want me to oh, ask right. some right now it's like yeah okay do you have do you have any questions for people the triforce because uh, we're not recording it oh yeah we are recording it on the right day podcast i guess people didn't didn't know whether <laughs> dot 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 question mark <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm waiting for them to flood in. We'll just do them as they come in, okay? All right, it's taking a little while. I think everybody's just like waking up. You know, Twitter's just gone off on their phones and they're like, fuck, oh, I was asleep. Why is my phone beeping? What does this asshole want from me now? A couple of people are retweeting that now. A um, few people are favoriting that tweet. It's probably up there with some of the best. Uh, uh, we have one from Jordy. Jordi Zandhuis, uh, and he wants to know, what is our opinion on Struppwaffels? Oh, uh, they're good when you balance them on a... I like how you can balance them on a cup of tea. Yeah. A mug of tea. I um, I like that. They're like one of those things... To me, they're one of those things where you're kind of hungry, you're looking for something sweet, you're rummaging through your cupboards, and there's nothing, and then you just come across a pack of Struppwaffels, and you're like, yeah, that'll do, and you eat them. The whole pack. Because you're kind of hungry. <laughs> okay, next. Um, we got one from Nathan here. Why are you so sexy? What a difficult question to answer. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Is it is it the fact that you work out and just generally Probably. look after your body? You eat like a, yeah. a high protein. You you or is it steroid injections? I boxer size as well, so uh, that 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 goes a long way. Toning and yeah, just generally making me appear more more of a hunk. Rub the oil in. Yeah, oil rubbing. And yeah, lots of lots of boner sizes too. The wet towel, pump your boner, lift the wet towel, just make your make your dick like better. Harder and faster. <laughs> anyway. See, this is what happens when the questions come in, but we don't have any time to filter them. Well, the we podcast. don't really filter them much anyway. Uh, next question is, I still don't know. This is from Epic Harbinger. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Harbinger? Yes. Okay. Sure. Harbinger. 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 Yeah. Anyway, he says, I still don't know where and when to watch the podcast. Can we get a link and time? Go fuck yourself. Well, what does that mean? Maybe he just doesn't know. Next. <laughs> um, I'm just joking. Don't do that. Um, uh, there's a ho- They're flooding in now. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming oh, in. Oh, good. I'm excited. Let's go. Let's go it's through It's taking quick. a while. We'll go through a few. Okay. Um, what? This is from Beyond Top Secret. What are you wearing, Lewis? And is it sexy? Also, Sips, please stop with the dad jokes. I cry every time. 
and he's used the um, face with tears of joy emoticon. Or is it is it an emoji? Now I don't even know. I have, um, do you want the full rundown? I have some vans on my feet. Oh, yeah. I've got some. Whoa, are those uh, new? Because like you used to have a pair of like cross trainers, I guess. Uh, I've got some ankle socks, some vans ankle socks Whoa. as well. And then I've got a pair of very tight shorts on. Like super tight, like so tight that you can see the outline of my micro penis, uh, dick yeah. and balls. Okay, uh, my very small, very small it outline. It looks like somebody's put like a one single paracetamol tablet into the front of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just smooth otherwise. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's like, it, it's like her wearing a box. It's like he's got a it's put, got, like he's got a vajay, but. Except for that one little that paracetamol, paracetamol, paracetamol yeah. and then I'm not actually wearing the shirt. I just painted on, sweet, uh, on chocolate body paint. Yeah, actually, I'm wearing an apron that has a lady's breasts painted on it because I'm about to and do some barbecue. I have a bald, completely shaved bald uh, head. Oh, okay. And yeah, me too. Uh, like tribal, tribal, like uh, blue paint, like lightning bolts on it. Like Braveheart. Yeah, sweet. Only like cross between that and Harry Potter. And I'm wearing Harry Potter glasses. Cool. So yeah, I mean, if you're up for doing some fan art of that, uh, we would we would gladly look at that fan art. So there's that. <laughs> anyway, this one is from Epic Noah. These questions are really good this morning, actually. Who's your daddy and what does he do? Uh, my dad's retired. I think Lewis is his too. My dad is also a retired accountant. Yes. Cool. You've met my dad. Uh, if you watched any of the streams, no, I haven't uh, met him. I'm too scared to now. I make fun of him quite a bit. Actually, he's nice. You'd like my and dad. And if he listens to any of this stuff, he'll be like, maybe he'll spank me when he sees me. Maybe he will. That'd be crazy. I'd like only that. if you ask nicely, really nicely, <laughs> really sexy. Ask yeah. him real sexy, and he'll spank you for sure. Yeah. Paul asks, "Why are you so inconsistent on new content for the weekly podcast?" Well, there's a good reason for that. We go away sometimes, and we can't record it. And we have like a set day and time where we record it because we're all grown ups with like stuff to do. Yeah. If we can't make it to that, then we don't reschedule it and we miss a week. So, what a boring answer in question. Next. Um, so, that, that was that one. Kath Ryan. Do you have to do like a massive uh, every time you look? Can't you just like. Well, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sort of like kind of going through them a bit. Like some of them are just like. Oh, I see. You're scanning them, right? You're not well, just doing them. Well, I'm not even scanning them. You know what I'm doing? I'm looking at Twitter avatars to see which ones are the most interesting. And then I read those ones because some of them are ah. pretty dumb. Like there's a picture here of a okay. guy. It's not even a guy, it's like a, like a pink bunny rabbit. That looks like it's like a, done in MS Paint, which has caught my eye. Mike Grimm. And the question is, China? Oh, yeah. China. So there you go. Great question. Yeah. Thank you. Um, anyway, last one. Oh, this is a good one. Chimple Sticks. This is at the top of my notifications. Chimple Sticks asks, what's everyone's favorite Seinfeld episode? Oh, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah, you know what? You know what my favorite episode is, I think? I think my favorite episode is uh, the one where Kramer and Jerry swap apartments because of the Kenny Rogers chicken uh, that's moved in. Kramer gets addicted to the chicken. Kramer starts going nuts because he's like made a deal where he can get free chicken um, so, and they can put the sign up and it's like that red glow coming into his room and he can't sleep and everything. And, and Jerry had... They do a swap. Jerry becomes more like Kramer because he's like living in Kramer's house and stuff. And I think that's my favorite one. So much fucking shit happens in that one too. I think, I, I think my, my favorite's got to be the one where Kramer buys the hot tub and, <laughs> and falls asleep in it. Is that it? the one where he's like washing lettuce and stuff like in, in the shower? Or is that different? You remember the one where Kramer oh, has a talk oh. show in his apartment? Yes. <laughs> that was also, amazing. wasn't there an episode where Kramer? Oh, he had to swap clothes with someone in a in a shop somewhere. And oh my god! Anyway, this the, the hot tub one is where he falls asleep in his hot tub and his core temperature drops because <laughs> the power goes out, and so he like is freezing to death. And um, and then I don't know he. 
It's just mental. It's a really weird episode. I love that. His core temperature drops. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Fucking Seinfeld is so good. Oh, shit. Oh, it makes me want to go back and watch it. Um, if we lived in North America, you meant if, did you watch any TV while you were in LA? Because, like, they show Seinfeld literally, like, 700 times a day on American TV. I didn't turn it on, but but if you turn on American TV at any time, it's just, there's crazy stuff on. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, and it's the weird. commercials are always the same. It's always for, like, something to do with diabetes. Like, every commercial is like, hey, uh, you know how you have to do, like, a pinprick on, on yourself multiple times a day to test you to see what your diabetes levels are? Why not get a custom... <laughs> pinprick thing with your name engraved in it it's like it's like it's 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 all this like weird shit around people having diabetes like i, I don't get it like every commercial is like that oh god it is really weird but well, the first things to happen was we were in the car on from the airport in going to america and there was just like just listen to you know talk radio or whatever and there was an advert for some sort of medicine and after the advert, it was, it was like, this medicine will maybe make us for your dick to fall off and also for you to get AIDS. It was like really, really, really long. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, and it's always like really bad. All the side effects. Yeah, yeah. Side effects of this one might mean that you might want to kill somebody. You might also get AIDS. You might also have a big donger coming out of your uh, yeah. anus. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's, like, almost, it's like crazy shit. Your dad might accidentally fuck your ass one day. I don't know. <laughs> You may find yourself with a beautiful house and a beautiful wife and also a bed over your dad's knee while he's spanking you. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what it's like. And you're like, what did, what did he just say? But you, you never really like, yeah, you never really quite catch it. Yeah. It's yeah. really funny. It's pretty All funny. Right, with that, we'll leave for this week. Thank you uh, for listening to the Travis Podcast. We'll be back next time with PFLAX, hopefully. Yeah. See you then. Peace and love. Bye.